Hey guys, Rick here, and welcome to Talking Dog Shit. All right, what does that even mean? This is a new series we're starting where basically we're just being ourselves. So today we're gonna open up a little bit about each other and just kind of let you know where we came from and how we started in the field and our opinions on things, etc. And basically just talk dog shit. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rick. I'm the owner of the business here. I've been training dogs for many years. We'll get into all that here shortly. But to my left. Hi guys, I'm Rebecca. I am actually a retired zookeeper and I've been working with dogs now for about half a decade now, so I specialize in animal behavior. Hi, my name is Alyssa. Um, I got into dogs probably about officially about six years ago now, and um, I got heavily into behavior modification pretty quickly. Hey everybody, <laughs> I'm Jason. I have been working with dogs for close to about 20 years now from boarding, grooming, daycare, training, all types of facilities, and that's about it. That's about it. So, so we'll get into a lot more detail about ourselves here shortly. But for our first session here, recently there was a training company that had a very controversial video that was posted online about some corrections that were made on a dog. Uh, if you know what we're talking about, yes, that's the video. If not, you probably don't even want to see it. It's that bad. But that kind of opened up our thought processes here on corrections, right? So we here at Tampa Bay K9 are balanced trainers. For those of you that don't know what that means, we do use corrective tools on dogs. We actually have a right and a wrong in our equation here. However, those tools have to be used appropriately, right? So we can't just go around beating dogs over the head with two by fours, right? That's not the appropriate way to do things here. So anyways, we all saw the video and uh, I guess, I don't know, let, let, let's start with, uh, so Jason, you're the one who brought it to my attention. My first take on it was, wow, did that just happen? Um, that was my first take on it. And then after that, my mind went to this person's career it should be over at this point in time. Because what was shown in the video was just very unacceptable in the dog training field. So... Definitely wasn't a good look. Definitely wasn't something that we want people to associate with dog training. Uh, so it was, it was just a negative thing for, I mean, really all of us, I feel like as a field, as a whole, that, you know, we don't want people to have that mindset when they think about dog training is that something like that can happen to their dog when they drop it off. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, when I first saw the video as well, like my instant reaction was exactly the same, like how is this even happening? Um, but then I went into my like dog trainer side and I'm like, okay, there's times in, in the dog training field where there's higher levels of correction, right? We could say that, right? So the, uh, and was that behavior that the dog was exhibiting appropriate for that level of correction? And the answer is no, by any means, right? Tools have evolved, training has evolved just like everything else in the world. Uh, one of the common references I make to dog owners when they come in for lessons or even the evals, et cetera, and they're on the fence about using training tools and they're on the fence about et cetera. And I go, the best way to show it some evolution that everyone can do and everyone has and et cetera is the phone in your pocket, right? Like, let's think about the phone we had 10 years ago. It did all the same things, right? It answered calls, maybe it sent text messages, et cetera. Will we still use that phone? No, right? Like, that phone's garbage at this point, right, compared to what we have now. But it did the same thing. 
So the same thing has happened with training tools that they've evolved over the years and training techniques, et cetera. So that really brought me back to my days of, I started my training career in working dogs. For guys that don't know what that means, it means like police, military dogs, biting dogs, all that cool stuff, right? And it's a different world than the pet world, you know, the everyday Fido sit down, stay, you know, fluffy, happy go dogs. And some of the methods and et cetera are slightly different in the working dog world because uh, we are dealing with dogs that are, you know, potentially could be dangerous if not trained appropriately. But that being said, anyways, it brought me back to my working dog days. And I'm like, man, you know, 10, 12 years ago, the methods that we did, some of them may even be borderline considered rough nowadays, right? Because we didn't know. That's what we had at that time. We had that level of technology. We had that level of training. We didn't have YouTube University and, you know, Google to fix every second that we need now. And now we can do that. So, but that's where it brought me. So, and that's how this conversation kind of opened up, opened up against all of us here, right? Yeah, I feel like us as dog trainers, we already have like more difficult of a, as a time just trying to explain to people that come in for the consultations every day corrective tools and how they're used because they're just so stuck in the past and they don't understand and it just it, it sucks when when videos like this pop up and come out of nowhere because it just it doesn't help our case it, it just makes it worse the yeah. other really interesting thing about tools is technology has evolved so our tools nowadays are much more efficient but training tools back then were much more inversive and less researched than they are now which i think is just a really crazy switch back and forth yeah i mean I'm sure plenty of y'all can relate to this, but you know, I grew up in an era where, man, if you threw that temper tantrum and you got that look <laughs> on the way out the door, woo! Try to get in that car. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it was it was safer to run away at that point, man. I mean, oh gosh, I mean. Fend for yourself. Oh, woo! Yeah, I mean, that, and, and I'm not saying going around beating your kids and beating your dogs, of course, but it's just like it's so frowned upon now, and you know, we're here. <laughs> I'm still alive, you know, and I grew up in that same era where it's like I said, boy, I still know that look to this day. And if my mama gave me that look right now, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to get my butt whipped now. So, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. But Well, I also think another thing nowadays that is very different from the past is people are much more concerned with the look of things now and the logistics of things. Like people do a lot more research into everyday things instead of I just gotta get this done so I can move on to the next thing. You know? The thing that sucks though about like people, which don't get me wrong, I do so much research on the internet too, is that people believe it to a fault sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to have those we have to have those discussions with people too. Like as as much as I love, you know, Google University, it's not <laughs> always the answer, you know? Every way that there is to train a dog works. Right, but that doesn't mean that it works for every dog or it should be done to every dog, right? right? Because we can't say that these dogs back then weren't trained. Like if if anything, dogs became more and more popular and we became more and more restricted on what we did with our dog and we had more feelings about it. Dogs came from outside from sleeping in dog houses to sleeping in our beds regularly, right? Um Very true. Now the dogs are different. Our training methods are different. The dogs are different. A lot more people are having a whole lot of a harder time now today than I feel like they used to have back in the day. So if everything else evolved, again, why, does, why shouldn't the training evolve? Right? And again, to touch on your point there, Jason, it's like saying, 
all the methods work. It just may not be appropriate for every dog. Right. That goes for humans as well, right? Like we all have different learning processes. Yeah. What works for me may not work for you and vice versa. And that's actually one of the things that brings us together is like we are totally different. You know, right. we, we add different things to the pot, of course, and it adds a lot of controversy sometimes. Because <laughs> 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 you know why? Like, because everybody has different experiences, right? Yeah. So it's like wherever you learn to train at, guess what? The dogs were trained there. So you leave the first place that you learned, like, I know how to train dogs because they showed me how to train dogs. The works. dogs are trained, it works, you know, and you move on. So you kind of stick to that basically almost for a while until you have lots of experience with different types of training. And then it's kind of like, then it's like you're, you're picking, choosing little bits and pieces for each method until you figure out what works for you. I know I'm the weird one. I literally trained a porcupine to walk on a leash. Like that was my first real <laughs> training spirits. I know so it really is different for all of us. Honestly, it's, it's awesome. Not only that, but just the backgrounds and the stories that we tell each other too. Like we love telling that to our clients and being able to share that, obviously if they're willing to listen. But <laughs> well, the porcupine thing is actually a good point because it's an animal, yeah, right? right? And we forget sometimes that dogs are animals, right? right. And that's one of the biggest things we see is the anthropomorph. Is it anthropomorphism? Anthropomorphism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> system. Anthropomorphism. That, that word, right? That word there. Now we probably yeah. Google it anyway. Google it. All right. <laughs> Google it. Yes. It's, it's, yes, Google it, right? But that's one of the most common things we see is just the instilling of human traits or qualities into this animal right at the end of the day it's still an animal right it's a dog yes we domesticated them but they came from the wild right their closest ancestors are still running the woods and all that good stuff right mm -hmm. so we have to keep that in mind and then you know the fact that you just said like rebecca came from more exotic style animal training it's still animals right we applied right. the same techniques and sciences to it right it, it's still to this day, I mean, it just goes again. They're animals, guys. They're animals. We have to think about it as animals here, even though that word doesn't sound correct. And animals learn just the same way that we do. Well, no, it's okay. So when you were touching on, um, that's just, this is the thought that popped in my head. When you were touching, oh, their closest ancestors are in the woods. All I can think about are those memes that are circulating online right now. It's like my ancestors like hardcore like timber wolf and it's like dogs nowadays. Oh my god, my phone bone's empty. <laughs> a lot of it ties into that, you know, the evolution, the personalization. We think our dogs are family, so we treat it that way. In our brain, we're like, we wouldn't make our kid walk on a leash, but at the same time, and you know, pulling all the behavioral issues. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of y'all walking your children on leashes, so we're going to backtrack that one. <laughs> Not, nothing against you guys with your children on leashes, but... <laughs> we live in a society where we have been groomed to accept correction for everything we do. Every single movement we make every single day, there's some form of, oh crap, I can't do that because I was trained, you know, I was brought up that way that I don't do those things, right? Why do we accept that for a dog, right? Yeah, you know, I have this 
red light concept that I did with a client one time. And they signed up. We're doing lessons many years ago, et cetera. And long story short, apparently they didn't do the research because they didn't understand that we were balanced trainers. And when I started talking about correction, et cetera, they're like, whoa, pumping the brakes. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that with my dog. I'm not doing this. And that's fine. That's all fine and dandy. We can do it your way. We're not saying this is the only way. But your results are going to vary drastically based off of the way you want to do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had to break it down to the consequences theory, like kind of what you're saying. And, you know, I always use this red light theory as well. No, I'm not going cell phone again. But, you know, I tell them we live in a, a society of consequences that, and I said, when you leave this parking lot, when that light's red, just blow right through it. Right? And he's like, no. You know, I'm like, well, why not? There's nothing stopping you from going through that light. Right. Right? Your own choice is saying, I must stop here. Why? Because when you learn to drive, red means stop. I wait. Otherwise, I could get hit. I could get pulled over. I could hit someone, etc. Right. So there's consequence for that behavior. So you're choosing not to do it. So the same thing for your dog. It's holding place because if I stay here, my owner's happy. It feeds me. It rubs my head and rubs my belly and all that good stuff. I leave here. My owner's not happy. Consequence happens. Right. So same theory. Cause and effect, consequence, reward, great life examples that I'm sure that pretty much everyone can relate to, all right? So, you know, same thing applies to your dog. It's the same way we start actually instilling training in your dog. So as you all can see, we can go for hours and hours and hours doing this talking dog shit, literally, right? But, you know, the whole point of today was, and hopefully it made sense to you, we were kind of all over the place a little bit, but it's about correcting your dog and balance training and all of the above so anything else anybody want to add quickly because i'm sure these people are getting bored by now we want them to come back <laughs> and watch again <laughs> um people <laughs> oh boy it gets more fun it only gets more fun stop your dog from doing the behaviors you don't want it to do just like you would stop your child or anybody else in your life from doing something you don't want them to do that's it. If your kids stole your car, you're not going to not ground them and give them a bunch of privileges and a new Xbox. Mm, I mean, or the look. <laughs> <laughs> the look. So, yeah, I mean, just call us. We'll teach you how to stop the behavior. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that was it. Stop the behavior. We'll stop the yeah. behavior for you. That's right. That's it's right. Very broad spectrum. Yeah. So we're going to continue the series. And I hope fun. to see you guys next time on Talking, Talking Dog Shit. shit. We can oh, do, wait, wait, no. wait, 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 we can wait, do wait. better than that. I okay. know, All right, ready? Where's your point? Where's your point? We hope to see you guys next time on Talking, Talking Dog Shit. Shit. Yeah, you got it that time. <laughs>